and Brit. Brad and Brit, the perfect combination of brawn and wit. Politics, sports, and trending shit. Let's tune in to Brad and Brit. It is the Brad and Brit cast. Long time of coming. Great to be back with you again. Uh, and we're we're good for the week, right? Yes, sir. Aren't we? Good. Back in the saddle again, as they say. No. Okay. Um. Well, obviously, there's like a million million directions to go in. Uh, I don't think we want to cover the same ground that people who pay attention to shit here ever or else. We want to kind of have a different spin on it. Um, I have listed a few things. Some of them pertain to that. Others are beating around the bush, mm-hmm. as they like to say. Uh, let's see. Um, coyote falls for free bird seed, a trick by the roadrunner, but it's not free and it's not bird seed. <laughs> Trump had better call Saul. He might represent anybody. On the other hand, he might not represent you. Um, you never go wrong with Ted Cruz comedy. Yeah. Uh, we're number three. We're number three. No, we're number four. Uh, thanks, Bob, for lowering gas prices. Rand Paul dick credentials burnished in a Trump suck-up move. Man. Uh, Liz Cheney out. Sarah Palin maybe back in. And Trump has no pants left to be set on fire. Good Lord. Uh, that's a lot. Why don't we go to uh, the Better Call Saul thing, the big finale, the series finale of Better Call Saul. I've been enjoying and you've been enjoying some of the attorneys who are representing, uh, I know, Donald Trump over the past week or so. Tell us about uh, Trump Better Call Saul. He'll represent anybody. Um, he's down to no one. Have yeah. you seen? Have you yeah. seen the the uh, people who are supposedly representative that that woman who two months ago was the one of the idiots who used to to be on the one america network which I, do you ever watch that on no. your roku thing because i no. can get i can get it because yeah. i have you know a new the newer tvs even if you don't pay for roku it has the roku thing in it whatever yeah, brad, brad i can get herpes but i, I choose not to I'm, so but, I'm uh, not. No, her name is uh, the young lady you're referring to is Christina Bob. Yeah, uh, I believe she attended undergraduate school at the University of California, San Diego, and she went to some law school in San Diego you've never heard of. You know, that might not be a bear, except is it likely that she's the one who signed the papers that said when the FBI came, this is it. You got everything. And it <laughs> turned out there were an extra 15 boxes. You think it was her? I mean, it's it, it, there's a 50-50 well, shot, right? There's got to be a 50-50 shot, correct? Well, who else is? This other girl, this other young lady, I'll show you her picture in just a moment. Alina Habba. Now, have you seen her? Is she Hubba Hubba Hubba? Well, she's, <laughs> she's an attractive lady, which is like, yeah. you know, probably the, the, the opening salvo of his <laughs> qualification. Now, she attended Harvard Management School or Business Management School or something. There she is. And uh, she finished at Widener University. That's where she has her law degree. I'm not familiar with Widener. I don't know what that is. I have no idea. 
I don't know. I, I mean, I had a there was a teacher at our school in Dayton named Mr. Widener, but I don't think that has anything. To do with it. <laughs> if he started a law school, yeah. um, I understand was, that she's wait. She's he was being the, a, he was the big guy in in, in the uh, the lunchroom that held the uh, the ruler. He got out of hand. He'd come over and smack, smack you with the ruler, Mr. Widener. Yeah, sorry. Um, Alina Abba, I I understand is being sued by a former employer employee rather who happens to be African-American, this lady would say that the Alina and another partner in the firm would pump up uh, hip-hop music, and they'd really hit that N-word hard as they were screaming out the lyrics in the office. Yeah. They also had a ruling against them, and uh, the judge happened to be a black female, and Alina Haba uh, came out of the office and goes, I hate that black bitch. So her qualifications for representing Donald Trump are stellar they're impeccable i don't see how you get any better for representing donald trump these are yeah. the people these are the two people that i'm seeing representing him more than anyone else unless you am i missing someone uh no no that's uh that that's probably enough there although i did see that uh you know trump is is, is clearly scouring the uh the journals and and looking at anybody that ever moved through the administration to see if they'll come back and try to bail his his ass out right now and there was a guy named john i can't damn i can't remember his name now i had it uh with me but uh um he was an older guy and uh, i looked him up and he had come through the administration for about five seconds and his credential is that he uh, was on the watergate committee i'm going all right i'm doing the math now okay yeah. if you were an actual lawyer yeah on the watergate you know, during, you know, so you're now plus 50 years, five Oh, right. So by definition, you're, you are 80 or above, for instance, right. they always just say, well, Hillary Clinton, well, she wasn't a lawyer. I, I think she had either just graduated or she was in college and she worked yeah. on one of the committees. Right. And she's not 80 yet. Okay. No. But she would be like the youngest thing possible. Yes. To have been associated with Watergate legally. So, by the way, and this guy, he's with a high-powered law firm now. I guess, damn, I wish I had his name. It's John J. Damn it, I, I should have written it down. But he turned down, this is last week, Trump, and said he's just too busy. <laughs> he's too busy. too busy. He's got too many things to do. He's still practicing. But in other words, there's no one left. There is absolutely no one left. And why would there be? Who would get involved? Uh at this point, so here's here's the uh, the actual story that that connects up with uh, 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 Trump had better call Saul. He'd represent anybody. It was an excuse to talk about the story from Albuquerque, where some asshole on the radio. We have actually a couple of uh, asshole on the radio stories here. Nice. Um, uh, some guy that we've we've never heard of, whose name is uh, what's his name? Eddie Aragon. Oh, sure. I know that guy. Yeah, Eddie. Um, he's pissed off because the city of Albuquerque is erecting statues of Walter White and Jesse Pinkman. Okay. Uh, <laughs> he's mad because it, it's glorifying uh, their their business. Kids don't want to be meth dealers. They want to use meth if they see these statues. So, you know what? That's kind of like a, a, a culture war issue at the lowest level, at the localist level you can think of, right? Mm -hmm. Because, you know, Albuquerque, you know, someone like me, I've never been there. All I know is that they have this balloon thing every year, 
And usually a couple of them crash and people die and they make the news. And that's about all I know about Albuquerque, except for the flippant remark made by Bugs Bunny once. That's all I know. Uh, I hear and, I hear and Breaking Bad, and you know that whole scene well, that, was, was I, out. I, in, I think that, that that was the point when they put the statues up is how that put that show, you know, that that city on the map. And yeah, of course, I think that's that what was the point. Of, and of course, they're they're fictitious drug dealers. I'd like to explain to the our friend on the radio there that they didn't actually sell meth. It was a show. It wasn't really a, a thing. Uh, but yes, I, I hear Albuquerque's nice, but Santa Fe's better. Like Santa Fe makes fun of Albuquerque for being garbage. Yeah. Is what I hear. That, that's all I know. All right. Um, with, with that in mind, uh, I would like to go with uh, we're number three, we're number three, we're number four. Now. All right. Let's talk about that. Uh, the other day, a newspaper you probably used to read a lot as a, as a kid, the uh, uh, Mountain Express, which is published out there in, out of Asheville, right? Sadly, that, sadly, was not around when I was a kid, as it turns out. But yes, I know the really? paper. Yeah, that was not oh, a thing. Okay. Anyway, it, 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 it's it's you know it's not a daily paper. I think it's like a weekly thing, right? Yeah. Right. And they they printed the uh, the press release. Interestingly enough, uh, I haven't seen it here where we are mm-hmm. because you know, we're on the other end of this. Asheville Regional Airport now the third busiest airport in North Carolina. The numbers are out. The FAA confirms it for the first time. Asheville Airport ranked ahead of Greensboro. Uh, and of course, Raleigh and, and and Charlotte are much bigger than than uh, than any other airport. But Greensboro was always number three, and we've always kind of aspired to 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 build up our airport. And you know, they they do a pretty good job. And they they spend a lot of money. They refurbish it. They've got injuries out. They got Federal Express. They're going to build supersonic airplanes out there. American Airlines just ordered twenty of them. Who knows? Could be the biggest thing ever, right? Could um, be. But but just from from a, from a uh, what's going on today? Today, because remember, the Greensboro, the Triad, Winston Salem, is a much more populous yeah. um, uh, city uh, yeah. region than Asheville is. It just is, okay. But people want to go to Asheville. People come to Greensboro by default if they have nowhere else to, to be. They don't take vacations here. They don't, uh, you know. But it, it's it's kind of symbolic, right? In mm-hmm. in a way. That that Greensboro has slipped behind, you know, Asheville. You know, you know, next we'll be behind Salisbury International. Okay, <laughs> we'll be the fifth. <laughs> I, I don't see that happening. No, Wilmington could pass us. Regionally, we've had a lot of good economic news lately. I mean, you know, that, no, that sort of thing. I understand so, that, yeah. but it never seems to translate. No, into airline traffic. Like it died and it died big during the pandemic. And I guess it's come, but I, I just thought that the headline itself was an interesting little, little marker here. It just the did. best anything, the best anybody ever says about our airport is it's easy to get in and out of. And it is, it's easy to that fly in and out of. It's very simple. The parking is very simple. All that shit. It's just, a, it's a yeah. small airport and that's, that's what it is. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, smaller than Asheville, Britt. <laughs> That's what I hear in terms of traffic, Brad. Yeah, yeah. All right. Just a little little side note there. Um, let's see. Uh, have you want to do the Rand Paul thing? Such a, such yeah, we might as well do Rand Paul because he's such a massive asshole. And we'll do the two assholes back to back. We'll do Cruz after this. Oh, that'll work. That'll work. Yeah. The two big, huge, yeah. massive assholes in the Republican Party, at least as of today. Josh Hawley, you're falling behind. Yeah. yeah. 
we could call our podcast uh, Brad and Britt point out hypocrisy for the next hour. We could do it every day. Yeah. Every. It's never in short supply. It's even less in short supply now with uh, everybody bending over backwards that's Republican trying to lie about, justify, excuse Trump somehow ending up with lots of classified and unclassified material, which, by the way, it does not matter whether it was classified or not. And he lies about making that into an issue that people are so stupid that they fall for over and over and over again. Just don't take any shit out of the White House. None. None of it. None of it having to do with national security. about Obama? Obama took nothing. Fact check that one, you fuckers. God. (laughs) So here comes Rand Paul, and he thinks that the uh, famous Espionage Act, the one that you've heard about, that has a lot of the provisions that Trump has accused in the uh, warrant of uh, possibly violating, that was passed in 1917 when we went into World War I, and uh, that made it illegal for you to obtain or disclose information relating to national defense. And, of course, right now, no one is saying that Trump has disclosed information, but the law morphed since 1917. And now, instead of going after spies, they use it to go after people who leak information. For instance, Edward Snowden, people like that, they're they're using it like that. But here's the point. Uh, Rosenbergs, I see them up there on the screen. They were, they were executed, I believe, because they were convicted under the Espionage Act. Exactly, exactly. exactly. Um, but now that Trump is being accused under this law, suddenly Rand Paul thinks it sucks, even though, of course, he was first in line against Hillary Clinton, uh, claiming that you know she had abused every part of the act with, quote, her emails Unquote, uh, they wanted her sent to jail. They wanted her locked up because she mishandled classified information. Uh, obviously, not even remotely close to the degree that Donald Trump is hiding right now. It's not even close. They're not analogous, but because... and, uh, as it turns out, she cooperated with investigators right. fully. Exactly. Other than that, it's completely the same situation. Yeah, but Brit, they didn't take her passports like they took. Trump's past. Oh, they've given them back to him already. They gave him back. They gave him back. Oh. One of them was expired. You mean when they take 15 boxes of shit out of your house, they don't know exactly what's in all of the boxes. They just get them out of there. And then when they find something that is completely divorced from mm. the point of the uh, obtaining of the 15 boxes that you weren't supposed to have, they give it back to you what they do and so now trump is free to flee the country and go to saudi arabia or russia or some other place or north korea where he would be welcomed with open arms we wouldn't want to uh we want to impede his right to travel no we have to impede the right to travel of women in texas trying to get a fucking abortion in illinois that's who we have sure of course we do and you know what those women in texas they should have their passports their interstate passports pulled back right away would you agree with me on that one well i just hope the president i hope the former president was not inconvenienced in any way in some of his travels uh, right. having, <laughs> yeah. right. having 
having the expired passport and then the other ones uh, in FBI possession for a week. Well, we're we're joking about it, but but uh, Britt, I'm I've been taking the taking the bullet for us a lot more the last week or so, and I'm watching Fox because oh, I want to see how every one of these stories is distorted, falsely blown up, and portrayed as proof that blank that yeah it's a raid, it's the Nazis, it's the Stasi, it's the gestapo it's 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 all those things and with the passport story you they ran out of ink to put up on the screen see they don't really use ink yeah they don't um but you know fbi took trump's passports in 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 raid okay it'll say that and that just feeds that just feeds the the uh, monster of idiocy and uh i'm sure there's an equally large graphic at the bottom of the screen fbi returns passports to trump that had no intentions of taking in the first place i'm sure that's what it said right even worded that way um so there's there's Rand paul right out front there saying that uh, this law was all the way back 1917 passed that by the way 1917 as you know was the uh the the last gigantic pandemic right wasn't that Oh, I'm sorry. That was 1918. No, it's 1918. 1917. You see what I did there? Yeah, because he, he keeps he, saying it. Yeah, he keeps yeah. saying it. He's saying it over again. What about that message that Trump uh, got to Merrick Garland, saying that a lot of people are outraged by the so-called, you know, the raid on his estate? And was there anything he could do to turn down the temperature? Yeah, I was, actually, I I have the, the first solution, which is not likely to occur. Yeah, which is, uh, as you know, in The Godfather. What did they do? They had a room with a table, yeah, a gun. And they marched <laughs> the guy into the room, closed the door, and he blew his brains out. That would be a solution. That was would... right. the temperature got turned down. Temperature got turned down for for. Uh, I, I don't. You know, by the way, just for the record, I don't believe that would turn the temperature down. I think that could probably. I know. Probably pour a lot more gas on the fire, but the gas is cheaper, yeah. so that's good. Right. It's so, less so, expensive to pour gas on your fire these days. So Trump, Trump is like an arsonist who sets an apartment building on fire, then goes across the street. He doesn't have a, a cell phone with him because you know you can track cell phones. He goes to a payphone and calls the the fire department and asks, "What can I do to help put this fire out? Is, is there, there something anything, I can do? Is there anything I could do to, to help this situation? I really, I really, I see if buildings on fire. I don't know how it got on fire. I feel terrible about this. Is there anything I can do? Right. So th- this, this takes the concept of, first of all, uh, passive aggressive bullshit to a new level because you know he's about as you know, sincere as as my left toenail. Um, and number two, I don't think anybody is fooled by the fact that at some level, this is a threat. This is, he, he's trying to cover up the fact that he couldn't quite say, be ashamed if something happened to your wife, your child, your dog, your house, you, if you don't back off. He can't quite say it that way. So he thinks, and remember, this is, this is ticking down of, you know, the, the lifespan of this guy, it's not getting any longer. It's going to end at, at some point. And it, the day it ends, it will be Donald Trump. 
he thought he was the smartest guy ever. And it's turning out that it looks like uh, uh, maybe not so much. I mean, I just read a great piece, just great piece today in Politico by a, uh, a Trump biographer. And they, they go through kind of the top five, six things that, that he's done over the years that, of course, similar, if not identical, to what he's doing now. It's the Trump playbook of when you get in trouble, you know, first you deny, then you lie, then you point fingers, then you attack whoever is accusing or, or charging or pointing fingers at you, and then you keep bullying ahead, and then you sue if, if you can, and you try to wear down the other side. And, you know, there's there's a lot of examples that's going right back to the original lawsuit against Trump and his dopey father uh, on in in New York City for discriminating in housing in 1980 or 1978. And and at that point, Roy Cohn was still alive. Roy Cohn was was still there to to actually uh, help the Trumps uh, try to turn that lawsuit that was filed against them against the federal government. That was, you know, it's been the same with casinos. When he got in trouble in New Jersey with the casinos, well, you know, what did he do? He tried to turn it around at the uh, at the commission and, and charge them with corruption. I mean, over and over and over again, it's the same playbook. And the the writer of the piece, which I'm not looking at right now, I'm just I just read it 15 minutes ago. Their point is that this time he's got too much shit coming at him from too many different directions, from too many who are not afraid of him, who are not just as smart as him, but way, way smarter, who know what they're doing. And uh, this idea, and I saw John Bolton uh, say this this morning, oh, Trump is, is, is just killing Merrick Garland. He, he, is, he has got him now. And Bolton goes, well, to use an old Watergate phrase, he's got the Justice Department twisting in the wind. Really? Really? Bolton? Come on. Come Bolton's, on been, Bolton's been killing Eric Bowling. Bolton's been destroying Eric Bowling over there on Newsmax or whatever the fuck that channel is. I know. Well, I mean, Bolton's been pretty good, but but I, I don't see where uh, Merrick Garland is is having trouble sleeping right now because he thinks no. that his fate is sealed by Donald Trump. I don't think it's that way. I think it's the other, it's the other direction at, at best. Maybe Garland won't be the one that gets him, but maybe it's going to be Georgia. Maybe it's going to be uh, in the state of New York on, on Thursday, that weasel Weiselberg his his hack at uh, the Trump organization is going to plead guilty while he still refuses to cooperate and flip on Trump. But the fact is the guy's guilty. He's going to admit to all these things, but he's not going to uh, uh, turn on Trump like Michael Cohn did. Mm -hmm. um, but that's the end of the Trump organization, as far as I can tell. How can they continue to do whatever? And by the way, what is their business? If you, I give you, give you ten seconds. What is the Trump organization's business now? Raising money off of bullshit. Okay. That's what they do, just like the the FBI raid and everything else, and selling political endorsements. That is what they do. Okay. Somebody prove me wrong. Right. Um, so uh, that's that. That's the the uh, Rand Paul story. 
You want the Ted Cruz thing, Let's do right? Ted Cruz because he's just been a complete asshole uh, over the past several, well, his entire life, but he's really ramped it up over the past several days. Uh, let me pick this one off the, off the floor here. Here we go. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Uh, that's a great one. So Ted Cruz is uh, out in uh, Nevada. He's out in Nevada, and he's he's campaigning, I don't know, for, for – uh, Somebody who's running for something out there. Oh, he's he's uh, campaigning for that 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 creep Adam Laxalt, the son okay. of Paul Laxalt, who used to be the senator out there. All right. Um, so and and you just know you you're, you're always hitting comedy gold when you see uh, Ted Cruz go off the grid here. He says Elizabeth Warren might have a penis. All right. Because in today's Democrat Party, this is quoting Ted Cruz. How do we know she doesn't? Yeah. <laughs> oh <laughs> man alive that that that's a killer uh and then she went after that uh swimmer uh leah thomas yeah the transgender swimmer and says he looks like michael phelps um wow he's killing they're he's very killing. they're really sensitive about this transgender sports thing this is like the most important thing it's like really a huge deal for them yeah, yeah and, and you know um, it's it's kind of a perfect setup for them because, you know, however many hundreds of thousands, millions of people are, are transgender or thinking about it or in the process of it, what do they do? They pick the most extreme and rare circumstance where you can have a discussion on whether there's some fairness or unfairness. But in the main, you know, these are other citizens of our country, mostly mind their own business and go about trying to live their lives like other Americans. But in the world of Republican politics, is that good enough? No, no, not even. No, they're, not they're even changing their gender to win trophies. Yeah, that's what they're doing. Millions, millions of them. <laughs> it's stunning. It's like that's like it's like such a huge deal for them, and they just it just it, it kills them. It doesn't affect them in the least. Yeah. But it just destroys them. It, it, I, I said before, I had two dick um, uh, radio stories. The, the, uh, the other story is not a radio story, but it kind of used to be. Uh, we have a gas, a cheap gas stunt. Oh, God. Oh, I did see this, yeah. This, this is so lame. It is. Uh, and, Britt, why don't you describe what radio stations used to do? Everybody kind of remembers this. doesn't matter where you live. Back when there were... Uh, uh, expensive moments of, of of gasoline prices in the past. What would the local radio station do? You, you whatever frequency you were on, you were on Rock ninety two. You'd go to this thing. They sell it for ninety two cents a gallon. Or you go if you're on, you know, if you're on WKZL here locally, you'd sell it for a dollar seven cents a gallon. Is what you yeah. do, and you do it for an hour, and it'd be it'd pump it up, and you know all that shit. Or you give the stuff away, or something like that. That's what that that's what you would do. Well, now that that uh, radio stations don't exist anymore. <laughs> They're not what is, around. What is the big Spotify promotion down at the Exxon station? <laughs> right. Uh, today, as we speak, which is Tuesday, <laughs> in East Charlotte, there is a uh, gas station that's been selling regular unleaded at two thirty-eight a gallon. How do you think they came up with two thirty-eight a gallon? Because that was the price. Yeah. On January twentieth, twenty twenty one, the day that Biden 
took office. Ooh, I feel a big zinger coming oh, here by, by using that. And, Sick and burn, bro. And who's behind this? The uh, Koch brother, who's not dead, his group, Americans for Prosperity. Usually when you see a slashing, disgusting right-wing attack ad on TV, there's, there's a, a decent chance Americans for Prosperity are behind it. Um, as, as Orwellian a name as the uh, Inflation Adjustment Act or whatever well, the fuck it's called. Actually, it's way more Orwellian, but yeah, it's, it's bad yeah. enough. Uh, thanks to skyrocketing inflation, Americans can expect to spend an extra 5500 to maintain the same standard of living as last year and an extra 1433 for gasoline, said the Americans for prosperity. Um, first of all, you can't throw out numbers like that. The price of gasoline changes every day. So whatever number you think you can throw out that sounds... And the price of gasoline has been going down for the last, I believe it's now, 62 days in a row. Oh, and that's bad news. There, you know, the word is, if you uh, if you do the the, the fact checking on this, that it is possible. There are folks who are saying who are in the business that we could be under three dollars a gallon soon. Sixty two days straight, price of gas is down. Uh, average around the country is three ninety six. It's less than that where we are. Absolutely, right? it is. Yeah. Word about I see it for three sixty five. Yeah, three sixty three. I've seen. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. In thirty states, it's less than four dollars a gallon. Um, a quarter of the sta uh, gas stations in the United States are now below three fifty. Okay, but as you know, good news for America is bad news for Republicans. Right. Well, um, and we we said this on the way up. We'll we'll say it on the way down. We're we're consistent on this. First of all. Gasoline prices are controlled by a guy named Bob. We've said that for, for 15 years. That's it's really true. we know where Bob lives. He moves them up and down. It's not the president, whoever is in office at the time. So Honestly, it is one of our better bits. I have to say that was one of our better bits. Uh, um, Biden had nothing to do with the price of gasoline going to where it went. Um, he actually does have a little bit more to do with it coming down. But mm -hmm. not all that much. Uh, well, that led to some more bad news. Down, you know, you know, there's there's eight million things that go into the. Uh, of course, you know, that led to some more. That led to some more terrible news for Republicans. You saw the good report card from Walmart. The falling gas prices helping them out a little bit, and they had a a little bit better uh, report card than they thought. And it looks like the projections for them going forward are going to be not as bad as they thought. I know this is horrible news for Republicans. Well, I know this is sad. I, I, I don't. I don't know how long all this kind of news lasts where, you know, the Walmarts and also Home Depot. Yeah. They were both out Tuesday morning and they were both uh, better, better than expected. Um, but it points to a greater possibility than there would have been a month or two months ago of the economy kind of floating down instead of crashing down. And um, I hate uh, to say this because, you know, I know how incompetent the government is supposed to be, but it looks like the Fed may have actually helped engineer a soft landing. Well, all it seems to be the indicators it, are looking that way, Brad. Right. The, their indicators are certainly looking more that way than they did. You don't you, you never want to bet the farm because, you know, no change tonight. We know that. But um, 
that that's really only good news. That that that's really only good news. And unless you're a Republican, unless you're a Republican and you're looking forward to those midterm elections, it's the worst possible news. It's horrible news. Joe right. Biden may not be the incompetent, demented boob that you made him out to be. He well, may actually have some people working around him that know what they're doing. But Britt, here here's the way I see it, because I'm I'm trying to see it the uh, the way Republicans are going to attempt to try to steamroll the facts which is that's all they do if if gasoline went to back to, to, to 240 a gallon by election day okay it went back to pre-covid let you know pre joe biden takes the presidency levels right went all the way back down um and uh inflation instead of being at about eight percent it was down to you know five and a half or or six which would be you know continuing to go in the right direction there would be absolutely no acknowledgement of the directional success of where the economy was headed the republicans would run ads just like the numbers i used from the americans for prosperity they would just say the average family is paying five thousand dollars more a year to live because joe biden hates america democrats hate america <laughs> You see what I'm saying? In, in other words, is the is it baked in for people to blame the party in power, which they always do, and in this particular case, add in whatever uh, problems that, that Joe Biden has had that has led his approval rating to, to go pretty low, although I think it's ticked up in the last couple of weeks. Uh, here's one of my favorites. This is one of my favorites. Um that uh, Merrick Garland and Joe Biden, they they plotted. And the timing of this quote-unquote raid, which it wasn't a raid. I know, I love that word, gone. too. They didn't break down the door. No, they, they didn't frog march anybody out. No. It was very professional. And they tried the subpoena route. They, tr- they tried the subpoena back in the spring, and nobody right. responded to that. Right. So, But Trump Trump came out first and called it a raid. And so, therefore, we have to say it's a raid. We're not going to say it's a raid. Um, but Trump, uh, if he, th- th- they're going to they're gonna stick with that particular way of, of, of spinning it. And the idea that uh, Merrick Garland and Biden timed this on purpose because they heard that Trump was about to announce he was running for president, and they, did, they, they just wanted to get it done. Now, I want you to think how stupid that is. Joe Biden has the best two weeks, three weeks of his presidency, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's signing great shit that, you know, decent Americans, including all the bullshit fucking lying Republicans who vote against everything, right. have wanted, but they're lying because they're afraid of Trump. Uh, so Biden gets this through. He arguably is the greatest president in terms of legislative success ever, better than LBJ, better than FDR. And here's why LBJ and FDR had huge majorities to pass their shit. That's correct. There were, there was no Joe Manchin in 1934. Nope. There was no Joe Manchin in 1964 that had to be massaged and so 
this is kind of magical stuff in terms of the skill of the man who's uh, so old and so out of touch and uh, basically near death. I don't know how he did it. You know, Britt, <laughs> I, I wonder who his script writers were that got him to, 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 to squeeze through these, uh, these, these pieces of legislation. So here's how stupid they are, though. They wanted to cover up that success. They wanted that to be sublimated in news coverage by going after Trump, knowing that that, see, because Joe Biden doesn't want anyone to know that he's doing good things for the country. The Democrats don't want anyone to know the government actually can get shit done. So they went after Trump, right? That is so stupid. That is dumb. That is just so dumb. So, um, it's, so, it's so dumb you're going to hear it for three hours on Fox. <laughs> That's how dumb it is. Right. <laughs> Although the That's real conspiracy theory is how the fuck did Tucker Carlson, how was he all fall last week? How? What's going on? Don't you come back from vacation? Don't you? Britt, you're supposed to use the phrase well-deserved vacation. <laughs> like, aren't you, don't you have to, if you're, don't you have to break off your very well-earned vacation to come back and help daddy out if you're Tucker Carlson? No. It's an all-hands-on-deck situation. All right, uh, Britt, let, let's let's go lightning round here. Uh, Liz Cheney out today in uh, Wyoming. And by the way, deservedly so yeah, sure. for, for having the temerity to, to not be loyal to Donald Trump. And uh, uh, honest to God, she needs to find another line of work. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Uh we have to, I mean, you have to admire what she's done. I don't give a shit. Well, I mean, unless you're a Republican, Brit, that's Brit, fine. Brit, she goes into the history books right now at this moment. It's huge. She already makes it to the positive side of the history books, except for the ones that are going to be separately published for children in Texas and Florida that will we'll call her a turncoat. But you, you get the point. I mean, there exactly. haven't been that many people. And we, we've talked about this for six years, Yeah, for, for a full six years. Isn't there anybody that's a Republican? that is willing to say whatever age they are i'm 48 i'm i'm 52 i'm i'm accomplished liz Cheney. she's a lawyer you know she's not stupid she's not incapable of making a living she she made a living before she got into she's only been in the congress i think for six years right since trump's first term she's she's from that class um but isn't there aren't aren't there any republicans willing to say that my country and its future are way more important than my short-term career goal of getting reelected. And the answer, ninety-nine percent of the time, was no, no, no. So she is part of the one percent. Kissinger is is part of the one percent. Anthony Gonzalez in uh, in Ohio said, "I'm not going to do this shit anymore." You know, there's a bunch of them. Not a bunch of them. Not a bunch, but a few. No, but she's, I mean, to face the firing squad, she could have even resigned and said, I'm not going to run for re-election, but she's facing the firing squad and she's doing it like a hero. She, to the very end, she stuck to her guns. And I mean, obviously she, she voted for a lot of Trump policies when he was in office. She helped support a lot of the stuff they did, but my God, at the end. No, that's what's so stupid about this. Okay. (laughs) Exactly. Because just, just, uh, uh, if, if you watch, uh, uh, say a segment that Jordan Klepper does when he talks to the, the morons at Trump rallies. Right. They will very often with a straight face. Oh, I, I, you know, I don't like Trump's attitude, but I love his policies. Right. You know, and, and he made America fantastic. And I want to get that back. Well, guess who voted for that every time? Liz Cheney. Yes, she okay. did. All right. So, so she made the, 
you know, the one vote to impeach Trump in the second impeachment. And, you know, that's it. Um, Good for her. Good for her. And my guess is that this will be a very good career move for her. Okay. It's there's no possible way that this isn't going to benefit her. Uh, And she's not going to have to wait 10 years to do this. She has, I think a lot of options here, including continuing to be the biggest thorn in the side of Donald Trump. Uh, I think, I think that, she has two choices. She can try to run in the primaries for president against Trump, or she can pull back and try to run as an independent in the 2024 election. If Trump were the nominee, I mean, there, there's a lot of options and, and they all have ups and downs and positives and, and negatives. Cause the last thing you want to do is put yourself in the position where you run in one of these races, whether it's at the primary or the general level, and you end up drawing away more votes from Democrats, for instance, and throwing an election to Trump. You've got to be very, very careful about that. So uh, you have to sit there and, and think about what happens if she runs in, in primaries or things of, of that sort. But maybe it'll all be moot um, because if Trump gets indicted, Although I do believe that on Monday night, Sean Hannity did say that there'd be no problem with a convicted Donald Trump running for president. There's putting nothing. that as a trial, just putting that out as a trial balloon, is he? Right. Well, that there's nothing in the Constitution that specifically says that you can't run for president if you're a, uh, a convicted felon. I don't know. You know, it's the, the idea that, that they would be going there already. First of all, indicates that you know, they, they, they realize that the, that could happen, right? It, mm-hmm. It's not unfathomable anymore. Um, but yeah, could he be president from prison? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, it would make us seem like a banana republic. Did you see the banana republic story from North Carolina? No. This is Bo Hines running in the oh, fight this guy. Yeah, 13th district. That was the old snake district. I think they've restyled it. It goes basically from Huntersville up to the Virginia border and the Caswell County in that area. It's a fucked up district. And it'll change some more in a couple of years. He was saying on a uh, some sort of talk show about how this made us look like a banana republic. And he went on to say, well, I think that's an insult to banana republics across the country where their managers know how to do things better than that. Thinking that they were talking no, about. No, come on, no, no, that, stop! That, that, that no, can't. You're, you're making that up. No, you're that really. That. No, if I'm lying, I'm flying, and my feet are on the ground. That's what he said because he thought that the Banana Republic thing went back to the store, Brad. Banana Republic, we're in, in your a mall near you. <laughs> True story, Bo Hines. <laughs> uh, we didn't. You know, we the didn't... phrase Banana Republic was first uh, coined and, uh, by the great O. Henry. O. Henry. Who grew up where, Britt? Where was he born? Greensboro, North Carolina. Was it William Sidney? William Sidney right? gets correct. Anyway, so he wrote that in a book, I think it was in 1905, and he was referring to um, 
countries that were embroiled in a fight with a company called the United Fruit Company. Correct. Some kind of fight over that. And, and they were called banana republics then. And, and I don't even know how derisive a term it was at that point. I, I don't know. But, of course, it's evolved into um, what we know it to be today. A chain of 375 stores where you can really dress sharp. Right. Founded in 1978 by Mel and Patricia Ziegler. Yeah. The, yeah. There but it is. That, it wasn't part of the Gap originally, right? It was not the, originally. Was the no, the Gap did acquire it. That is correct, sir. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, do you have any clothing from the Banana Republic? Because I do, and uh, it's uh, some of the stuff fits me pretty well. Yeah, uh, I don't think I ever. I was never an Old Navy Banana Republic. Uh, now, do you do you want to do? Uh, Dr. Oz and the crudite on the way out. <laughs> it's, too, it's, too, it's too, it's too stupid, but of course we'll do it. But, um, to see somebody unravel like this over shit like this. Yeah. Is it's delightful, isn't it? It, it is, but it's I mean, really he's still, delightful. he's still not out of it. He's still, I mean, it's too well, close. You're not, you're not, uh, but, but you know, the only poll that matters is the one they take on election day. I've always said that. I was the guy that, that came up with that. You guys, I think probably a, a lot of people who are listening or watching us have seen the, the he's in a, a grocery store, which he calls Wegner's. Now, there is no grocery store called Wegner's. That doesn't exist. He was going for Wegmans and blew it. <laughs> there, no, now, but I, I think there's also a store that starts with the letter R that, that that's. Yeah. He, he merged two, two of them together. Stores. And, and, and came up with the wrong name. So, so he goes not, around and he, he's, how does he's that saying by and, and, and get out there. How, well, the video on it, if you go through and you have a perfect video of him bitching about vegetable prices, which is what he was doing because his wife wanted a crudite platter, which is just a platter of vegetables. I thought pickles were involved. It's just raw vegetables. Britt, Britt, you know, I describe that as stuff we never have at our Super Bowl parties. <laughs> That's correct. There's no, we don't eat vegetables. Who the fuck eats a vegetable? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so he's going around and he's, he's bitching about this stuff. First of all, I don't know if you know this, he's a multimillionaire and he can buy anything he wants to. And the people who are watching that commercial know that the price of vegetables doesn't mean shit to him. I think that's number one. I think that's, that's the number one problem with the video. Then he fucks up the thing and then he calls it crudite, which nobody in Pennsylvania does. And Oh, by the way, he lives in Pennsylvania and is registered or he lives in New Jersey and is registered to vote in New Jersey. The thing is wrong on a hundred different levels, right? He looks completely out of touch on everything. Uh, of course, it's a, of course. Um, He's grabbing $6 salsa, too. Who the fuck pays $6 for salsa? Oh, yeah. I don't, millionaires. That's right. Nobody. You can get $3 salsa all day at fucking Walmart, dumbass. And I know how to pronounce that. D-U-M-B-A-S-S. Dumbass. <laughs> there is a fake account now called Wegner's, which is mocking him. And it's pretty good. It's pretty oh, good so shit. It's like the equivalent of uh, Kofefe. Kofefe. Exactly. It's it's the new Kofefe. <laughs> Please, God, let this guy. Uh, of all the ones that I want to lose, more than J.D. Vance, more than anybody else, I want this guy to lose. Because he's just, he's horrific. How could he win? He's, he's run a horrible campaign. Well, even if he ran a great campaign, he'd still suck. And he yeah. 
senator. See, correct. That's the pro- oh, let's elect the person who runs the best campaign. Now, well, that isn't necessarily always translated. I mean, if if some of these right wing pieces of shit who want to overturn elections and uh, nullify votes, if they run good campaigns, um, is it going to be said, well, he deserved to win. He ran a good campaign. No, no. But, he's not even he's not even lying effectively is what I'm saying. He's not even yeah, lying yeah. about shit effectively or, or doing it well. 